I don't drink soda. Oh shit, it's October 1st, dude. I mean, well, uh, today it is. Should we, should we like acknowledge it? That it's the, the season for all things spooky? I mean, it would be cool, like spooky season, Halloween starting, tribute to Sid Haig, you know, go through some of his stuff. Yeah. Put this Broward County Sheriff's Deputy on blast. <laughs> yeah. Just regular spooky things. You yeah. know what I mean? Spooky stuff. But yeah, that would make sense. That would all tie together. So, Halloween theme song. I wish we had one of those. Yeah, so we could just, just freestyle it. Yeah, just kind of throw in like some sort of like spooky... Uh, some sort of spooky theme. Yeah, I was, where I was just gonna make like noises. Oh yeah. Just do wrenches and gears. The <laughs> wrenches and gears guitar with spooky noises. <laughs> That's not bad. It's as good a start as any. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Halloween? Yeah, it's like a deep voice, weird deep voice, like a slowed down record. That's how when I think Halloween, I think slowed down records. Okay, I think deep voice. Yeah, you've got like you've got the guy who narrates the Monster Mash song. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got Vincent Price on Thriller uh-huh. singing that you know that poem or whatever, and they've just got like these deep, yeah. drawn out, slow speaking voices. You got Ving Rhames. Oh, I'm from which the... I'm sure Ving Rhames has like celebrated Halloween one year. Didn't Ving Rhames die? Well, yeah, but I mean like. Like, while he was alive. Yeah. Maybe even more so now. You never know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's celebrating from the abyss now. Halloween is the day when they say the veil between the the land of the living and the land of the dead is the thinnest. So maybe we might get a visit from Ving Rhames. Yeah, like, what if Ving Rhames works as some sort of, like, concierge between the, the dead and living? He's like the middleman. He's like everyone in the office in, in Beetlejuice. You know because I'm honestly before. not sure if Ving Rhames is alive or dead. So, like, what if he's both? What if he's working both sides of the fence? <laughs> what do you mean you're not? You think it might be a conspiracy that Ving Rhames died? Did he die? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Ving Rhames died Did for he? sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, it was, it, it was like, you know, it was stated in the news that he died. I'm not sure if he Ving actually died. Ving Rhames. Now that you bring it up. Nope, he is an American stage actor. No way. Really? Yeah. He's still alive? <laughs> Who died? Who Yeah, he was yeah, he's he's very much alive. He's sixty. Who are we thinking of that died? I don't know. I, somebody that looks similar. Well, Either way, well, Ving Rhames then <laughs> he might. Yeah, but like I said, you know, he might be he might be tiptoeing that fine line of dead and like like some sort of Beetlejuice. I mean, you know, like something from the plot of Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. like a like a Beetlejuice character. Yeah, like the angry lady working at the desk. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he, that's that's Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames yes. could be. You never know. I don't know. I don't know what Ving Rhames. He's is like actually. the liaison. There's probably like a very formal title for it that he, you know. We're just yeah. butchering, but yeah. So yeah, Ving Rams. Anyways, this is 
the Natural Habitat podcast that you usually say that. Yeah. It, well, it is. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. This yeah. is the Natural Habitat podcast. My name is Mikey Booyah. Or, or Mikey Boo. Because of the Halloween thing. Because it's, yeah. it's October 1st. Right, right. right. Yeah. Mikey. And I, I'm, ah, <laughs> sometime. <laughs> All right. Well, then we got to take that again. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Mikey Boo. Yeah. And I am joined by Ah some tie. That was good. That was better yeah. than mine. Okay, then we'll delete that first one. We'll put okay. that yeah. one in there. Just plug it in a post. Mm-hmm. Pull and plug. That's what I say. Um, fucking, I've been waiting, it seems like all year, for Halloween season to come. You're very big into Halloween season, aren't you? Way into Halloween Way season. Into it. Now it's here, and it's fucking almost over. It's like 30 days until Halloween. It's here. It's clear. It's, it's get used to it. Yeah, that's how that's how the signage would go. If I was a if I was a liberal with a sign, it would say, "What would it say?" <laughs> it's it's here. It's here. It's clear. Be, it's fear, you know, because like it's Halloween, you're yeah. supposed to be afraid. Get used to it. Get used to it. <laughs> Somebody needs to make that sign and hold it up yeah. at the next uh, Democratic rally. I'm sure it'll happen. But um. Yeah, dude, now it's here. It's fear. And, you know, I've been used to it. Yeah. You, all year long. Yeah. And now it's, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of bummed that it's October 1st because that means that Halloween's going to be over soon. And what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm putting my hood and glasses on. <laughs> all right. I'm just I'm, getting more comfortable. It, that's fine. You know, I'm like, I'm getting incognito as. You know, the season approaches, mm-hmm. I have to start disguising myself in mysterious manners, yeah. preparing for, for Devil's Night and the eventual Hallow's Eve. You take you take part in Devil's Night, which is a ancient Detroit tradition of burning down cars and houses? You yeah, that? yeah, I do that in full costume. <laughs> it's good that you're covering up your identity now then. So for the next month, you can kind of like lay low. That way, when you're setting uh, abandoned houses and cars on fire, no I do that. I, I carry on the tradition here, though. Like I don't travel to to Michigan. I mean, who goes <laughs> to just, Michigan? It's an extension. You leave of... Michigan. You don't go to Michigan. Yeah, but, very true. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I try to carry it. You know, bring a little piece of it over to. That's cool. Did you live in? Is Michigan? that like originally a, a Detroit thing? Like, did they? I feel like Devil's Night predates like the whole. Detroit tradition. Like I'm, I'm familiar with what you're talking about, but yeah, like I feel like there's something more to it. Uh, I want to say that Devil's Night is like an old. It's gonna give me fucking Devil's Night. Maybe October thirtieth. It is related to Mischief Night, which yeah. is practiced in parts of the United States, such as Philadelphia, but chiefly associated with serious vandalism and arson seen in Detroit. What about the the Angels Night community? Oh, that just sounds like some whack shit. Is that like? Oh, we're gonna go out and put out these fires. We're gonna go put out fires. Is Angels Night the same night or is it the next night? On and around October 29th to thirty first, so they're there for a couple days. Angel Night. Uh. So it seems like. In the 1940s, youths engaged in a night of mischief 
or petty criminal behavior consisting of minor pranks and acts of mild vandalism, such as egging, soaping, waxing windows, leaving rotten vegetables or flaming bags of canine feet. I've absolutely done that. Okay, so this is the devil's night that we're familiar with growing up. I've well, egged some yeah, cars or TP egg. houses. You put, like, you put, like, lunch meats on cars and it just ruins their fucking paint. Yeah, why would, why would you do that? Like... <laughs> Some of these pranks went a little too far and you didn't even realize it until you're 25 and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> what if that was a rental car, man? That sucks. Uh, or toilet papering trees. Which yeah, oh, I did TPing. plenty of that, sure. Toilet. I never called it toilet papering. Toilet papering. No, you TP'd it, but I mean, obviously hey, that's what it stood for. It was just a... This, uh, this Devil's Night, do you want to go out and uh, toilet paper things? Yeah. Toilet paper or some local. Buildings. What do you think the the crime would be if like it, like us as you know like grown adults were were to be caught toilet papering anything really? Yeah, I mean, do you think they would? Pro- they'd probably tack littering on just. For oh yeah, they they throw the book at us. Yeah, they'd be like you you should know better. You you're just <laughs> fucking idiots making us deal with this shit. This isn't cute anymore. Yeah, so we'll find out. And you'll be in disguise, so you won't even get the ticket to your own government name. Now, this is interesting here. In 1989, the ska band, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, Uh released an album called Devil's Night Out. Oh, dang. So they were... The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones were endorsing this behavior. And that was before they were even big. Yeah. That was before they they had their their song that they were known for. Why is there no link to their... Uh... I don't think the Mighty Mighty Boston's have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, even Esham has one. Esham in 1993 released the song Devil's Night about arson and mayhem. Uh, it's an integral part of the film The Crow. I guess all has to do with Devil's Night. I'm trying to remember oh, that. But I guess. Um, D12... Criminal Minds, American Horror Story. So it's constantly been referenced. And I think it just started as a little mischievous like we used to do. And then good-natured ribbing, as they say. And then, of course... Just boys being boys. Detroit took it too far once again and started setting shit on fire. So, um... That's uh, that's cool, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. You're just going to be setting cars on fire here or what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was my question. Did you live in Detroit? No. No, no I've never been. <laughs> never been to Detroit. No, but you're like I said, the I, tradition. Yeah. I, well, I just, I mean, I'm just trying to fulfill my destructive tendencies. Yeah, I guess any excuse, I mean, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the Devil's Night Detroit thing is just more or less an excuse. Just an excuse to burn things. So I found this song to uh, kick in the Halloween season. So let's do that. You're going to pack some of that suspicious-looking hash? Yeah, this, this coke hash. This fucking coke hash that's just a white powder. This is pretty Halloween-y, right? Yeah, I could, I could get... I could trick-or-treat to this. <laughs> this actually would be like a good trick-or-treating montage music. This is uh, this is the T-Birds. 
song called Full House featuring uh, the one and only Sid Haig, who is dead. Sid Haig did die. I thought this was going to be an actual Full House episode of like the sitcom, that, and I thought maybe he appeared on it as like... like <laughs> and you thought that it was going to start as like a vinyl spinning video and then like... Like Happy out Days. And show like... Like maybe Uncle Happy Joey. Days was ending. Yeah. Right before this. No. This whole video is just a record playing, my guy. There's no Stamos? No Stamos. I We're, mean, he might be... Does Sid Haig, like, come on in crown paint eventually or something? Well, Sid Haig is playing the drums. Oh, he's, he's like, making the music. Yeah, he's in the He band. has nothing to do with the video. He has nothing to do with the video at all. The video is not featuring Sid Haig. This is a very strange title. It's Full House T-Birds featuring Sid Haig 45 RPM vinyl. I thought for sure, like, it had something to do with, like, Full House, the show... And the Beach Boys, because they were periodically on that song or that that show, they would just like drop by. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be in like in a different context. Maybe they use this for an episode or something. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, this is a pretty well shot video. So, and I the mean, Beach Boys had that song, "Fun, Fun, Fun," until Daddy takes the T bird away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See again, just it all connects. Mm-hmm. It all ties together. So, now I really just kind of want to watch episodes of Full House. Yeah. I want to watch, like, all the Beach Boy cameos. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah. The Beach Boys, like, just, like, dropped by, like, periodically on Full House to see Uncle Jesse. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Let's see. Um... They're at a Beach Boys concert. They like came by the house and stuff too. They're like at a real concert too. Is that them? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the Beach Boys. <laughs> Why are they eighty in nineteen eighty two? Yeah, like they're they're so much younger though than when I saw them a few years ago. probably record this. Is it them? It's the fucking Beach Boys. <laughs> Why are they dressed for the beach, dude? Why are they dressed for the beach at all? Uh, I mean, he's, he's kind of got like a shirt on, like an open like shirt. <laughs> They're all wearing socks and shoes and pants. Wait, so she doesn't want to go to the concert because she's sad. And I was like, come on, Beach Boys are playing. And she's like, I don't want it. So the Beach Boys came to her house and were like, hey, is there a kid here? That's how that's how it works, man. We like, heard you don't want to go to our concert. That's what we need to start doing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably get more heads in there, dude. Shut the door. We've got time. 
They never start the show without You show up at our door or we show up at yours. I like how the one little girl has no idea who the Beach Boys are, but like the girl that's like two years older than her is just like starstruck and blown away by this band from the fucking 50s. Yeah. But DJ's an old soul, I guess. <laughs> she has a, you know. She really did. She seemed like one of the adults, right? Yeah. Or is that just how they wrote her into it? Yeah, she was the... Were they, were, were they real people or was that a sitcom? It was a reality show. A I reality mean, TV You know show? how like, you know, like Survivor still has producers and, yeah, you know, yeah. like, but it's for the most part, like, reality based. That's, that's what Cool House Because they were at a concert. Like, that, that looked yeah, like exactly. reality yeah. TV. Like, that house in San Francisco really exists. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's all... You can connect the dots, like... Just relative. Yeah, right? it's all relative you know? and reality. Yeah. Relative. Relative. That's, man, mm-hmm. that's a... So, uh... <coughs> I found this, um... This tribute smash cut of a bunch of Sid Haig performances. Um, best known as Captain Spaulding. Well, I mean, best known in our generation as Captain Spaulding. But I found out this fool's been in, like, a hundred movies. And... He uh, was in old TV shows, in The A-Team, Gunsmoke, Mission Impossible, like all the shit like that. He was really big in like the exploitation era of films in the 70s. And he was in like Foxy Brown and uh, this movie Coffee that I saw a clip of. Um, and was always typecast as like a just a big dumb dude and then started getting out of it because he was getting typecast all the time and then got this resurgence in his career from like right around house of a thousand corpses maybe not yeah it was 1990 he kind of stopped working and then fucking camera and then 2001 he was in one of Rob Zombie's music videos before he was in House of a Thousand Corpses which I didn't know so he is like a crazy prolific dude and the same guy in every movie so it's like is he an actor or is he just a cool guy that they put a camera on? That's what I want to get down to today. Did Sid Haig have any skill when we say remembering the great Sid Haig? Is he just a great dude or is he a great actor? What do you think? I Honestly, I think I probably only saw him in House of a Thousand Corpses and that I only vaguely remember. So I think I'm going to need some refreshing. But I'll definitely judge this man who just died. Sure. Yeah. Here's We'll check out one of his roles. The classic film Spider Baby. Spider, see, I, I've never heard of this movie. I mean, everyone's heard of this movie. It's a, it's a classic. You never heard of Spider Baby? No, I've heard of Spider Man. Is this about 
Wait. Know, the infant that eventually becomes Peter Parker and then Spider-Man? No, I think I was thinking of Spider-Man also. So I've never heard of Spider-Baby. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a fair shake. It was kind of like Ari Shafir. Someone should do a deep fake with Ari Shafir's face. In Virginia, you were supposed to mind your... Oh, Ralph. What have you got there? Something that man had. Oh, Ralph, give it to me. That's it. Okay. So that guy said, you get an acting reel for an actor, you get that video. Spider Baby. What do you think? Are you going to watch the next one? No. <laughs> no? I was not impressed by Spider-Man. I mean, maybe he just didn't have lines in that movie. So it was a little uh, a little weird. But here, let's try Coffee. 1973. I think he has lines in this. So we'll see how he does. This beautiful suit, King. You remember I had a surprise for you, huh? So he's a Russian? New necktie. It's a terrible Special Russian woman. accent. 14 noble maidens. Yeah. Come on, now. Hey, stud! Stud! Stud, don't just sit there and do something! Stud! Did somebody tell... Oh, God, don't do this! I stud, you can't stop it! Wanna go fast, huh? <laughs> Ow. You think that was a stuntman? Or do you think that that was a dummy? Or is this, again, all real? It could be. A hate crime. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, that did have very racist overtones. But, uh... Yeah, apparently he killed that guy. Yeah, Yeah, he's very much dead. Let's see him in Foxy Brown. Why don't you put this on automatic pilot so we can uh, go in the back and... uh... See, that's kind of he's kind of the same guy in all of his movies. Right. That's how I remember him in House of a Thousand Corpses. Like a big beard, big bald beard, big bald beard bastard, big bald bearded bastard. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would describe him. And then someone, they said, uh, full filmography. Now this, it goes from newest to oldest, which was weird. And they added Twisted Sick Man. So it's like, they also added music videos and like digital shorts and things that he did. So he has this long list of things that goes forever. Which is uh, actually pretty crazy. Six Million Dollar Man. Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. You remember that? Uh, nope. Dude, we did a fucking... Wonderbug. Swashbuckler. I think we did a, uh, like a commentary on this years ago. On Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Oh, yeah. I do remember this now. 
God awful. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. So bad. Whoa. Look at that. This is a bad guy? Fantastic. Must have been my rendition of shit. Straighten yourself up tall and bump into the wall. <laughs> you know, you can almost make people do anything with those guitar uh, arrangements of yours, huh? Right on, Sideman. And this is going to be the gig of all gigs. Fuck, dude. The 70s were crazy. Yeah, what a far out time. <laughs> <laughs> For fucking real. Jesus Christ. Well, uh... I have this trailer for... See, I heard that Three from Hell was his last movie. Like, Rob Zombie. Of course, when he died, everyone was like, oh, I knew him. Twisted posted a picture of Sid Haig wearing a Twisted shirt. It was like, oh, we knew him. Oh, you know, someone dies and everyone's like, remember me, though. I'm still alive. And I have a new project out. So go and look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like such a opportune time to remind people that you're still here and that that person knew you so rob zombie was like three from hell was his last film out of all of his movies three from hell is his last one well hanukkah is his last film and i have the trailer for it so this will actually be his official last release I want to say there was something else he was signed on for on his IMDb, but it said that it was still filming. So I'm not sure if his parts are done yet. But I know that he was like sick towards the end and his doctor had only permitted him so many days of filming on Three From Hell. And then they ended up finishing it in like a day. But so they could have got this in, like squeezed in all of his parts for this new movie, which is called Abrupto, Abruptio, or Abrupto. But here's the trailer for Hanukkah. Judah Lazarus was doing moments before the police shot and killed him. He was in the middle of a ritually sacrificing his only son, eight-year-old Obadiah. Obadiah survived, and after months of psychiatric evaluation, he was placed in a foster care. Now, years have gone by. There's no trace of him. <laughs> This. Just not tarnish the man's legacy with this like piece of shit. He thinks 
your enemies of the Jewish faith and that he has been chosen by God to enforce the will of God. Obadiah is not going to be knocking when he comes looking for you. So lock your doors and stay alert. People look to rabbis for affirmation of life. What is with this fucking expositional trailer? Like... <laughs> the whole thing it's is just a low budget. It's just an old Jewish man talking and explaining the story of the movie. He's like, so this is what happened. It was this Christmas evil or something. Oh man. That audio. <laughs> yeah. It's so like B rated. We need more Jewish horror films. The last synagogue on the left. Pray you're not like the chosen people. Compel to flesh. You'll bleed a lot good. I can do this all night. Totally. Hanukkah. And I'm pretty sure that Fool is barely in the shit. Yeah. He's in like the very... He was that scene. He's the dad. Yeah, yeah. So he's the reason why the killer is all fucked up. So he's in a flashback. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. So that's going to be great. It kind of bums me out that he's dead because I feel like... Like, you could get him to do anything for $100. Yeah. Uh, so, like, so like, we, we, we probably could have gotten him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Multiple times on the podcast, in music videos, in, like, all kinds of promo it's for everything. opportunity, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully with all the advancements and deep fakes out there, we'll just be able to get a recreation of him. I mean, just really old, any old man with a beard and, like, clown paint would be, would be you know, That'd it's be sufficient for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, rest in peace, Sid Haig. Yeah, Sid Haig, I didn't know you. I didn't know your work very well, but, you know, it sucks that you died. Dying happens to all of us. Um, you know, it just happened to you before me, but you were also born before me. You saw, you probably saw Woodstock. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to go to Woodstock, so am I I'm supposed to sit here and feel bad that, you know, I'm still ticking and you've, you've bit the dust? I mean, sorry. Sorry, man. Rest in peace. Sorry, Sid. See you guys next week. Natural Habitat Recordings.